Welcome to the Leaf Man Podcast. I am your host, Trevor Taylor. This is my co-host, Brooks McWhorter. And wave it. <laughs> wave it on the camera. Wave it on the cams. <laughs> and somewhere in the background, Dr. Jones doing the editing. Um, Zook's here too, right? Yeah, Zook's here. <laughs> oh, no, he's not. I thought he was over here. Yeah, he's laying on the office floor. Cozy dog. Um, <clears throat> so, I'm not a, I'm not a father... But today we're going to talk about fatherhood. And I think, I think it's been on my mind a lot. It's been on your mind a lot. We're both like... Yeah, and you guys that. are like act- actively trying. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So that's... It's yeah. coming soon then. It's coming soon, yeah. Yeah, we're, uh, we are geared up towards having children. Um, you know what's funny is I, I talked to Spencer about this. And uh, I asked him what he... Because Cody's a stud. You know, his kid is a stud. Yeah. And uh, I, I asked him... Why, how he got his kids to be so driven, just just driven and uh, and obedient and um, just just good kids. Like they're just good kids. Yeah. Um, they don't go searching for trouble. They they're on the right path. And I, I was curious about it. And he said that there was three things. I can't remember the third one, but the first two were were fair and consistent. So he lays out the rules for them so that they all know what the house rules are. And then um, he, whenever they get in trouble. They are fairly punished according to the house rules, and uh, then he's consistent with it. So even if you have, you know, like some big upcoming opportunity, if the punishment is one week, the punishment is one week. That way it's not like, a, oh, mom and dad will let me get away with it because I have this event coming up or, or whatever. It's always, it's always consistent, and it's always fair to what the expectation was set at. He said that that's the two, two of the several things that he's done that have really helped him a lot. For sure. That makes sense. Um, I would say, I would also say as, at least as far as Cody goes, cause I have the most exposure to him. I've seen him the most, yeah. um, and worked with him, but, um, I would say that for, for the kid of a LDS Bishop, he doesn't come off sheltered at all. No, he doesn't seem sheltered at all in the least. No. And and that's what I would expect. Like if you just, if I didn't know, yeah. I'd be like, I'd be like, oh, his kids are going to be like, you know, a little shy, you know, yeah. like maybe, or maybe just like. Yeah, like... Wary around me. I've never heard a swear word before. They'll be like, that dude's got tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> we, we gotta go inside. Yeah, no. like, they don't come across that way, and I think that comes with exposure. Don't talk know? Don't talk to that sinner. <laughs> yeah, I think it comes with just exposure, you know, like, not protecting them from every little thing because we live in a vicious world, and, like, they need to be exposed to, like, the realities of life. Right, and the reason I wanted to bring this up and kind of how I wanted to f- frame it around was, like, it's not as simple as it once was. It's... A crazy world it's wild out there it's different things and like I said when I was discussing it with you earlier I think the biggest thing is gonna be balancing raising kids to be kind but also have common sense but also logical yeah and be aware of everything that's out there but also be never a bully but never bullied or never a bully but never you know never actively looking for that anything (laughs) like that kind but also um, protective of self, right? So, like, right. you're kind, but not to the point of, like, letting people walk all over you. Like, right. ba- like, being confident in setting boundaries. And then, like, and then like teaching them also, like, making sure they're aware of everything around them. Like, before they go to school, like, now we have to have the conversation. And it's, I'm not saying it's 100% a bad thing. I'm saying now we just have to adapt to the conversation to be, like, kids are um, growing up a lot faster in the world of, inf- in the age of information. Kids yeah. are growing up very fast. Yeah. 
and way faster than they way used faster to. than they used to. Like you know, and if they know, they know whatever. But you always have to teach like a third grader can be a lesbian, can be gay, for sure. They can, mm-hmm. they can. But you also have to let like let your let your kid know like you need to know that you need to be you know, kind kind to them, and you have to adapt to that. But that doesn't have to be you because kids are so impressionable. That's why the battle is so hard on where to be at with as a parent because kids are so impressionable. Like I watched a couple of music videos of you know gangster rappers when I was in middle school, and I started buying Echo Unlimited tracksuits. <laughs> like, like you know what I mean? It's yeah. not it's not when you're a kid you're like. What should I? What can I do to be accepted more? Yeah. By all my friends and stuff like that. You just have to expose. I just feel like you have to expose them to, and let them know the truth of what the world's out there. Don't yeah. try to hide anything from them, and just help them make the best decisions they can on the way. Yeah. Yeah. I. I think it's also like like you said something that like obviously I think is going to spark com- controversy, but this is like uh, like like children being gay or not or a lesbian I think it's it's a controversial topic like in this day and age and we're not really sure. a political co- co- uh, podcast um, but it's interesting to me because even like some kids um, it might even come across like if you're tra- like it's okay to be uh, a boy who has feminine interests and it's okay to be a woman who has masculine interests and like not pushing your kid one way or the other, like you said, right. like just being open and listening. Like I'm not pushing you to be one person or not one person. I'm just listening to you and letting you develop as your own. Cause you're still a child, dude. When I was 18 in the army, I was still a child. Like right. there were still things that I didn't oh, yeah, know about sure. myself. So it's like, it's like, it's like teaching them to like explore and learn and not be pushed one way or the other by anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and it's to, and to develop as you do. And yeah, don't be in a rush to grow up. Don't be in a rush to don't grow be in a, up. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be in a rush to grow up. But if you have this, I'll, I'll support you 100% whatever you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care. I, w- I would have no problem with if my daughter ended up being a lesbian. That means I don't have to kill any boys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, just like, keep me out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I, you know, yeah. that's great. But like, it's not that I care. It's that I don't want my kids to grow up when they're growing up in this world they're growing up like I said just so damn fast dude like yeah. like they're in such a rush to be adults to have like what, what is it oh I showed you the other day it's that it's that saying where our generations have flipped like I'm sitting in my living room you know having the occasional uh, you know smoke some weed and eat pizza mm-hmm. and you know watch TV and all the freaking gen, all the Kids out there are medicated and stressed out and have anxiety. <laughs> we flipped. Our, it used to be our parents that were all on medicine and having anxiety and want, yeah. trying to figure that out. Now it's like... The opposite. Now it's the opposite. Yeah. I feel like we're the perfect generation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every generation thinks they're the perfect generation. I, agree. I really do. I agree. But I, I like back to what we were talking about, like, like fatherhood and like protecting your kids and stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 32 in a couple of days and I feel very prepared to have kids and that's because I don't think it's necessarily because of my age but I'm at a point in my life where I have put a thought a lot of thought into actually how I want to be a father and it's not just an afterthought like oh I'm gonna be a father like I know that I want to spend time teaching my kids and that means like 
kids might take a day off of school and come with dad and like just go sit in the office and spend time with them and like teach them and love them and, and actually spend time educating them and not just like come with dad and watch me do this work. It's come with dad and like I got to slow down my regular pace to teach them how to change a tire, yeah. how to cut down a tree, you know, whatever, how to like go pick out groceries for themselves. And I feel like that that is stuff that is lost in this day and age. And it's not necessarily most parents' fault. I feel like we live in a society where parents are literally, every parent is working two jobs in order to support their family. And it's very hard to find time and motivation. You have to be elite to find time and motivation to spend time teaching your kids because most of your time is spent providing for your kids. Right, exactly. And I feel like that's, you know, maybe it's maybe it's conspiracy. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of by design. You know, if you can't, like, help teach the next generation how to be better, then they're not going to be better. They're going to be worse. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and we're just morphing. It almost feels like we're morphing to... Uh, we're not resolute in our decisions we're just folding or adapting to what the younger generation is doing it's affecting everything you know what i mean it's affecting everything around the world i'm not saying they're the worst generation in the world i'm just saying that it's a lot of change all at once and we're not handling it as good as we could if we took it slowly dude you you see it (laughs) like i feel like we do the same thing with our with we should do the same thing with kids like yeah take it slowly care about it yep and don't change it. Like, it's it's good to understand that you have to change and listen. And, like, if you're not open to change, then you're, in my opinion, you're, you're just kind of arrogant. Because, like, you should always be open. There's a chance that you could be incorrect. And thinking that you're never going to be incorrect is an arrogant way to think. Right. And you can't expect, like, you have to be adaptive. Like, you know, I've, I've had stepkids before and stuff. Yeah. You have to adapt. You have an idea in your mind right now. And I have an idea in my mind exactly how I'm going to be as a dad. Yeah. That's going to go out the window and it's not going to be anything like that. Right, it's going to be yeah. completely different. Yeah, completely incorrect. Yeah. But, like, you, you don't know. But, I mean, you have a couple things that you know, like, you, you just have to think and adapt. Like, I want to teach them discipline. How am I going to do that? Because you're not going to do that by just being like, dude, would you get it together? Do yeah. this. Like, do this. And, oh, and then they don't do that. It's like, you didn't do it. Just do it. Yeah. Like, you have to you have to find ways to teach them that stuff. Like, like I was saying before, right before we started the the camera or whatever, like, I think you should ha- always at least try your kids at sports, yeah. multiple sports, yeah. different kinds of sports, because it's all just working as a team, or even if it's not working as a team, mm-hmm. you have to learn. They yeah. have to learn that, and they have to dedicate themselves to learn- learning a new skill that mm-hmm. they didn't know before. And they have to be able to also, if it's a team sport, apply what they have learned and understand that other people learn at a different pace mm-hmm. if they work harder. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, that person's always practicing. That means if I, practice, if I practice more, I'll be better. I'll be better. Yeah. 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 It's almost like I have two comments on that. One is that, like, I think raising children is kind of like leading a company. Every child is different, just like every employee is different. Therefore, every child and every employee requires a different style of leadership. Sarah said that same thing this morning when I told her about that topic. She was like, she was like yeah, it's just like running a business is parented. Yeah. Or being a leader in a business. You have to think yeah. about what that person needs as an individual. Like, this is not working. My kid is not working hard discipline. My kid needs love and nurture. It, it's different for every single person. And it's always, and we always say we're going to be different than our parents and stuff. But I've experienced this firsthand. And, I, I mean, obviously, we'll be really good about it. Like, way better than, you know, the older generation was. But, like, I love hockey. Yeah. So I want my kids to, to play hockey. Or at least try it. Yeah. Because I wish my parents had put me in it at a young age. But... Like, but with Lucian, my, my youngest, when I was with Alethea, yeah. I put him in skates. He, he was like, 
wanted to wanted to skate, wanted to join the youth, do the little youth hockey class. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, dude. I was like, you're gonna do hockey, and then he walked out on out there and did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he, this is not for me, Dad. <laughs> he, he got through the practice. He tried it, and he did like three weeks of like two to three lessons a week. That's enough for me. If he's like at that, and he he was like, I just. Hate it. I'm like, dude, you're such a loser. Hockey's so good, <laughs> but you have I to. Can't, so but, you, but you can't force it. Yeah, you, yeah. It, it's, it's not like, your choice. It's, it's theirs. Like, essentially, you just have to try and guide them to what is their thing. Yeah, I hate. No, I don't hate it. I I'm not good and don't go out of my way to play golf. I I just I don't. Oh, dude. I don't. But if I have a child and they're like, hey dad, I want to play golf. I'm like. Pfft. What, what kind of irons should we go get? I'll go play golf right now. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, like, you don't like golf because you don't drink, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what golfing is yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, it's like being supportive, right? Um, and, and obviously none of us have kids, so I'm sure all the parents out there are like, you know what you're talking about. You're just a dumb person. But I'm 32, okay? I've spent a lot of time learning how to lead, and I... I'm at a place now where I didn't have kids because I was young and wanted to see a smaller version of me. I'm having kids because I want to have kids and I want to have the opportunity to teach them to be the best of us and help the next generation. You know what I mean? So I feel prepared for it. Right. And it's always the joke that, you know, like, it's like, well, better live your life while you, while, uh, while you don't have kids. I feel like it's just another stage of life and I'm ready and you yeah. at a certain point, you're just ready for that. Also, that's you know a dumb I mean? way. That, you know who says that? The people who had kids when they were not ready. Well, it's also the same people that in the military. Like I know you heard it every single day. It's like half the people, that, half the people there, are like, God, gotta go home to the the, the old lady. The old ball I, and I'm, chain. I'm, like, yeah, it's like, it's like I guess I'll get. It's like I'll work a little later so I don't have to go home quite as early. It's like, why are you married? Yeah, dude, I love hanging out with my wife. Dude, I want to go home and hang out with her. And I'm gonna feel the same way about my kids. Are they gonna be frustrating? For sure. Sometimes Erica and I get frustrated too. But does that mean I want to spend less time with them? Absolutely not. Right, no. It means I, yeah. It Sarah, means- Sarah and I will get in a, like a minor fight and just like be like, all right, well, let's take a break. And then like, Do you want let's take some space. And then we'll just like stop watching the same show together. I'll like play video games and she'll just like read next to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's not even like, I want to go to the room. It's, it's like, yeah. I'm staying right here, but we're doing yeah. different things. There was like a second <laughs> thing that I was going to comment on earlier that you said that I wanted to respond to and now I can't remember. Mm. Dang it. I don't know. I said a lot. I, I tend um, to do that. It was a. It was a. I think it was about. Yeah. In sports. Uh, no. I do think if they don't do a sport on the regular, mm-hmm. then try martial arts. Yeah, martial arts or something. That's always been good for discipline. You know, you got to bow some and kind of physical discipline. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I also hate when people say they don't have time to do things because they don't have kids. Like, oh, I don't have time to do that because I have. I have or because I, I have kids. I have kids. Yeah. It's like okay. Can you not, like, take your baby in a stroller and go for a walk? I see people doing it all the time. So what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like I haven't been able to go to the grocery store with the kid. It's like, okay. what do you mean? You got to go to the grocery <laughs> you store. You got to go to the grocery store. Yeah, get That's there. That's not an option. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, like, or, like, you know, I stay home with the kids always when my wife goes to the grocery store. Or, you know, my wife stays home with the kids while I run to the grocery store. It's like, take yeah. your freaking kids. Take your freaking kids. Yeah. It's like, it's like oh, but they could throw a tantrum. It's like, they probably will. Yeah, and that's part <laughs> and, of the learning it's process. Fine. It's life. Yeah, you got to get life. them out there. It's like people that, when they, like newborns especially. I don't know what your thoughts are on this. I'm sure you, you and Eric have been doing like research and stuff like that. Um, but a lot of people get that like super protective mode where they're like, my baby's newborn. I can't have it 
take it out on walks and stuff or oh, in yeah. the cold or something like that because they're going to get sick. It's like, yeah, they need to. They, they need, need to, to yeah. get actually, sick. Actually, Erica, I, I think that's, Erica and I are for that. Yeah, yeah we, think, we actually, yeah. yeah, Erica is so good with kids, dude. She's going to be a great mother. But it's, she does a lot of research into it. Dude, we go to the store and this lady will literally go to the children's section because she likes looking at kids' toys and kids' books. That girl is just <laughs> oriented for like loving and doting on children. I know I do that too, especially now that I, since I don't have a, have a kid of my own, I do it, I go to the store and I look for at the nephew. toys. For, yeah, for my nephew and for uh, Rachel and my, our friend Rachel and Nick's kid, Sawyer. Yeah. You, remember, you saw him at the wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I love that kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, yeah, we're, we're totally supportive of that. Like I told, I go on my walk every day and I told Erica, like, you know, at, at, when we have a baby, like how old do they need to be for me to just carry him in a backpack? And just go on the backpack walk with me. A couple of miles. Like, it's a good workout for me. Baby gets some sunshine, gets some nice weather. I feel like it's good for their immune system, you know, as long as they're, you know, obviously protected accordingly. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's fine. Yeah. And you know, Molly, um, Sarah, Sarah's uh, sister yeah. has like six kids, mm-hmm. one brand new newborn. Mm-hmm. She took that baby with her everywhere. And she's a good, she's a good mom, mm-hmm. a great mom. She's got six kids. She's done it. She's yeah. got the experience. She, yeah. It'd be impossible for her to be a bad mom at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she has this wrap thing. Yeah. Like the body wrap. Uh-huh, I've seen those. That baby was in that for weeks. Yeah. Just like, it went everywhere with them. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Baby's fine. Baby's, Baby's happy. Yeah. Baby's healthy. I think it goes back to also people getting scared of like, you know, the, a child throwing a fit. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not the most patient human. I've worked on that a lot. But, Somebody else asked me a question. I think these two questions correlate is uh, doing the things that you don't want to do. Right. So I don't want to take the baby or the child because they could throw a tantrum, but you do it anyways. And when that baby starts throwing a tantrum, the easy way out is, okay, I'm just going to like tell them to hush or give them the spanking or go sit them in the car. When the hard thing to do, the thing that you don't want to do is the thing that you need to do. And that's sit there and be patient and wait for it to like, wait for it to go over. So you're not showing them the reaction of you get what you want by throwing this tantrum, which sucks for you because it's embarrassing and right. it's at the store and you don't want to do it, but you have to do something you don't want to do. Right, exactly. The long-term and benefit for that child's life is that they now know that that is not the way they're going to get the things that they want to get. Right. And I'm uh, I'm curious mm-hmm. as to what you think on this because I heard this and it kind of flipped this, flipped my thinking a little bit, mm-hmm. like to the point. Uh, so we're like conditioned. We're in like the, we've been in like the Dr. Spock child rearing era. Mm-hmm. Like everyone reads those books and mm-hmm. there's those, a lot of them, you know, the, like the cry it out, let them mm-hmm. cry it out, let mm-hmm. them self-soothe, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But that we're finding out that later and on, it leads to like, you know, like isolation and stuff in, in older ages and stuff. Because this guy, he was talking, he's a doctor, um, he was talking about it. He, he was saying, picture it like this. As a baby, you're an infant. You have, you have no ability to communicate anything mm-hmm. with the world, anything. All you know is that these two people take care of you. Yeah. And are there for you and they're going to help yeah. you. So when they're crying and you let them cry it out, you're essentially telling them like, you don't care. I don't care about you. Yeah. Not right now. Yeah. I don't care about you all the time. I, I, I have heard that. Erica and I have had that conversation and I know I do believe that's correct. I think you're supposed to sue them and take care of them. When I said, leave them alone. What I'm saying is I, like I know in the mean. store, instead of getting them a negative punishment, you just let them know I'm here. Like I'm here. Yeah. You can cry. You can come to me. I'm here for you, whatever you need. But like crying is not, I don't, until you communicate to me, I don't know how to help yeah. you. I mean, obviously, a baby is different. It's right, baby, yeah, yeah. you're talking about, like, like toddlers. toddlers. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Taking toddlers to the store sucks sometimes, but... <laughs> yeah. You gotta do but, it. And it's fun sometimes. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes you forget the milk, you tell one of them, 
dude, go get it yeah. while I'm checking out. Yeah. I'll watch you. Yeah. And you don't watch. Go get, go get Dennis. <laughs> they figure it out. Yeah, go get Dennis. Yeah, go some get like, down a beer out of first. Some four-year-old just holding a huge <laughs> jug of milk running through the store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's, 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 it's good sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes... Um, it's fun. They're fun. Kids are fun. Those kids kept me in that marriage longer than anything else did. Yeah. Beyond kids, doing things that you don't want to do is, is important for all facets of life, right? Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to get up and go on a walk. I do not want to get up and do this. I don't want to don't want to eat this healthy food, yada, 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 yada. I, I take a cold shower every morning. Do I believe in the health benefits? Meh, kind of, probably. But mostly it's just because I don't want to do it. it. sucks every day. Like, today, I was like, I don't even know. Today is a perfect example. I got home from a six-mile run, and I was, like, getting ready to get in the shower, and... I really thought to myself, why am I even taking cold showers? I don't even think this changes anything for me health-wise. And I was like, oh, yeah, because it sucks, and I don't want to do it. That thought right there, that's why I have to do it, because I'm trying to talk myself out of doing this hard thing. So I'm going to do it anyways, because I need to practice my discipline. It sucks. I hate it. I'm going to do it. Right, exactly. I get that. And I don't do the cold showers, but I do uh, You know, I, I do agree with you on the. It's hard to eat healthy food. So mm-hmm. I had to put a lot of research into how to make good food that's not that i don't because i'm not gonna do it because it sucks i'm gonna fix it (laughs) i gotta tell our listeners this story i've been watching my weight i was a very heavy alcoholic for a a very long time and when i got sober i started like paying more attention to fitness and uh, i started watching my weight because like i I put on weight fast and i commented on brooks because he's always been skinny his whole life i was like dude it's gonna slow down for you someday and he's like no it's not my metabolism is going to be as fast forever. And I was like, okay. And I had already spent all this time watching my diet, doing intermittent fasting, doing calorie tracking, this, that, and the other. And then slowly but surely, Brooks' metabolism started to slow down. He, like, asked me a couple questions about calorie tracking. Then he calls me up at, like, 8 in the morning one day. And he's like, bro, do you know how many calories are in cereal? <laughs> a lot. Like, there is a lot. And sugar. <laughs> yeah. Calories and sugar, bro. One bowl of cereal is like 500 cows. Like a normal size bowl. I mean, we're not talking the size that it says on the box because we're not, you know, four years old. Also, like, how did you feel when you discovered the backside of a soda can? Oh, dude. Horrifying. Like a Mountain Dew bottle? I was like... 300 calories? No, like 67 grams of sugar? 67 grams of sugar, 300 calories, dude. Insane amounts of of garbage. I used to drink like... Four a day. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Those things taste good. And you know what? It's hard to not do them. But now, I don't even enjoy them anymore because I've done that hard thing that I didn't want to do for so long that it's become the new norm. I don't think I've had a soda in years. Or, like, maybe, like, I've had, like, sometimes I'll grab one, like, one of the small mini ones. Yeah. Take a sip because I'm like, "Mm, man, soda's good. But I immediately throw the rest of it away. I'm like, man, I love love a good taste of soda. Yeah. I I got. That's why I get those ice beverages plug. For ice. Yeah, those are so good. I get them, yeah, because oh, there's the no strawberry. calories. I got some carbonation. They taste good. Chilling, dude. The strawberry kiwi ones? Yeah. yeah. Oof, those are bomb, yeah, dude. Those are- they had this coconut lime flavor. Hey, if y'all can hear me over there. No. Bring back the coconut lime flavor. Disgusting. Okay? It was the best one, dude. Disgusting. It was so good. Coconut anything is terrible. I love coconut, dude. Really? Yeah, coconut uh, is I'm business. just not a fan. That's why I don't like, I feel like that's why I don't like curry, because most curries are like based in I love curry. coconut. Yeah. Um, Anyways, back to the deal. Back to the thing, back to, yeah. Back to doing what we don't want to do. Yeah. Sometimes I do eat Indian food because my wife likes it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I didn't want to do that, I but didn't, I do. Didn't think I didn't want to do. You know what? It, it my it's life. so funny. It's so funny. This is a fact of life. Discipline is freedom. 
And the only way to get more discipline is by consistently doing things that you don't want to do over and over and over and over again. And the more you do those things, the more discipline it is. And the more discipline you are, the more freedom that you have down the road. It always pans out that way. I, I, right. I truly honestly believe that. For I, me, at least. Like, yeah, in the, way that, in the way that I would interpret that, like the way you said it, like, like discipline is freedom. The way I hear that is more of like a, because if you have discipline, that means that you are telling yourself to do things and, you, that, and you're doing them. You are in charge of your life. Yeah. If you don't have discipline, like some people would be like, well, I don't want to be shackled down by, you know, that routine or whatever. It's like, it's like, yeah, but now you're at the will of what happens to you. That, that, okay, that is a very good uh, way to put that. I love that. You're not in charge of what happens to you unless you're disciplined, right? So that's how discipline equals freedom because, right. yeah, that's great. I love that because that, that, it's a good way to phrase that because, you know, I think people under, don't understand that phrase, right? Discipline is freedom because when you have discipline, you do those things that you don't want to do and that equals freedom. And You also the, do things you do want to do. Yeah. And you're also yeah. keeping repetitive on that as well. Like, like you do... I do want to cook, but I do also have to make sure I do one video a week because, yeah. you know, I'm getting into the videos yeah. and stuff. Like, like I love to cook. I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. It's like, I just got to... Make I, the video. I'm just going to make... Well, remember, it's like, it's I don't like, not want to do it. Yeah, I just got to do it. it's not always that you don't want to do it, but, but that discipline, right? When you're disciplined at the gym, it, yeah. it provides you long-term health. When you're healthy, you can go do more physical activities. You're free, like you said, it, you're free to determine what activities you do and don't want to do because you're physically capable of doing them. When you pay your bills... The credit guy is not coming after you because you have paid your bills. So now you're free to do with your money what you want because you paid your bills. Same same thing, you know, like right. And you're not gonna and you and, you're, and you're not gonna like like the physical thing. You can have discipline and you can, like you said, live a long longer life, healthier life, be able to do more physical things. You can do the opposite of that, and then you're at the will of just whatever. However, your body's gonna age. Yeah. You know, at you know whatever naturally. Yeah. And you're gonna be you know oh, you cool. run you could, you could be the most healthy 75 year old dude with no effort for sure. But yeah. you could also be like looking like you know be be like 50 years old looking like Quasimodo walking your daughter down the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Like, you, exactly. You, that that is an accurate way to put it. So so that's I mean, that that's that was a great. I love that. I'm gonna keep that. Put it in my little pocket. Discipline is freedom because it allows you to be in charge, be in of, your charge life. of your own life. Yeah, be yeah. in charge of your own life. I like that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I told you I wanted to revisit that thought just because I did discuss it more with Sarah. I love talking about this all this stuff with Sarah too after, and she likes to like hear bits and pieces of it. But while I was talking to her about it, um, she said something that made a lot of sense, and it just really flipped it for me and I was like that's what I, I was trying to art- articulate to Trevor while I was like stumbling over my words trying to talk about it my thing is and you I know you view it differently but I have just thought about it this way for so long that I'm conditioned to think about it this way I think that um so it's it's I don't do my best I do what's required my thought process is What's required is that I get out of bed. What's required is that I brush teeth. What's required is that I f- put food into my body and drink water. Mm-hmm. My best is getting up early, working out, take, doing this, doing that, going the extra mile, doing my best rather than what was just required for me to live another day comfortably. Mm-hmm. I did my best and elevated myself by fixing all my habits and, you know, all that yeah. stuff. I, that, that, that's just what I thought about. And I, and I, but, I, but I do see how you 
how you think of it as well. Yeah. I, I see it both ways, but the reason I'm you yeah. knew that I was going to be a little adverse to it is just because of that right there. I think of required as the less the it's, lesser of required. It's funny that we've stumbled upon a, a word that can be personally opinionized right. to mean what you want. Because, right. like, for me, required is, like, above and beyond your best. And for you, required is, like, bare minimum. But it could mean both. Right. Right? Exactly. Like, depending on your one, mindset. Depending on your mindset. Depending mindset, on, bro. Mindset. <laughs> it's like it's that all book. about your mindset. It's all about your mindset, dude. <laughs> Networking? Who even cares? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus yeah. didn't network. Jesus didn't network. <laughs> I love those videos, dude. That guy's a genius. But anyways, yeah, I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Just because I thought it'd be an interesting way to put yeah. it. I think both ways work. I think both. Both ways. I think the work. way you say it and the way I say it both make sense, and that is wild. Yeah. Because it's the same. Well, phrase. it's because okay. I think I think I think the crux here is that like when you're saying required, you're saying what is required for you to live. Um, what, what is required at a basic level, right? At a basic level, And for right. me, what I'm saying is what is required at a successful level. As it pertains to your goal. As it pertains to your goal. Right, that yeah. makes sense. I get that. So, like, yeah. here's what is required for me to, like, just barely live a fundamentally okay life. <laughs> and I'm saying here's what is required for us to live the best life. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Kind of. Yeah, just, I, it, no, it just, I, get, I understand yeah, both. I guess it just depends on where you put the re- word required. Right, and I understand both. Um, I just thought that was a different, you know, yeah, yeah, approach different perspective. to it. But that's good. That I like that perspective. It shows how, it shows how things can be um, dissected and internalized differently for different people. So, like, what makes perfect sense to you and can be the most enlightening thing in the universe might not mean the same thing to someone yeah. else. Which is why things need to be said mm-hmm. in multiple. Eric and I will do that. We'll get into an argument and she'll be like, "Why are we repeating the same thing?" And I'm like, "Because I'm trying to get you to understand. Because you're obviously not feeling it the way that I." Because I want it. you to say it the same way that I am. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to mean to you as much as it means to me. I want it to mean the same thing yeah. to you that it means to me. I want you to I want you to think of it. I want you to be a version of yourself that believes what Anything I'm saying. <laughs> I think that the best version yeah. you can be is, is the version the one that agrees that with me. Agrees with what I'm saying and feels it though. For real. Yeah. Seriously. For serious, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so it's good. It's good. That's why I think that's why people have such intense arguments and conversations. It's literally just because we we cannot fathom what the other person is feeling and thinking around the words that we're relaying. Like, we're communicating with words, but words aren't a perfect way for you to portray what you feel and hear. Yeah. It's just the best we can do as humans. But if you could literally plug into my soul and see it, then people would probably be more understanding of each other. Right. Yeah. Freaking Avatar, dude. Let's plug in our little... Braids, dude. <laughs> Let's plug in our braids, dude. Plug in our braids, bro. Write that one on the board. Let's get, I'm gonna steal that quote. <laughs> Let's braid touch, dude. That's so funny. Yeah. All right, that's all I got for today. You got anything else? Nah, I'm good. Uh, the Kings are officially in the playoffs. Cool. Go Kings, go. Later. Go Kings, go. <laughs> this is the end of the Leaf Mount podcast. Get on my face. <laughs>